Father, we just come before you this morning. We just give you thanks and praise for this day, for this beautiful day, Father, where the sun is shining and we we continue to actually just meditate and to thank you for your creation and for who you are, Lord, just who you are. Mm. So, Father, we give you thanks and praise. We thank you for everyone who is listening. We thank you, Father, for it is truly through you that we live and we move and we have our being. It is because of you, Father. It is all about you, Father. So, Father, this morning as we come before you, we just pray, Father, that every single thing that you want to actually be revealed this morning will be so, Father. Use us, Father, as vessels, Father, in order to be able to speak what it is that you want us to speak, for people to hear what is necessary to be heard in order to be prepared for your return, to be prepared for the times to come, to position ourselves, Father, and put ourselves in in the place where you want us to be, to be positioned in order to be able to do the work that you have called for us to do until you return. So Lord, we give you thanks and we give you praise for this day because you are truly worthy. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. What a lovely uh, prayer. And again, we want to thank you guys for joining us this morning, whether you're on Zoom uh, Facebook or YouTube. It's lovely to uh, be with you so we can actually um, continue on, on this wonderful topic. It's, it's been quite a revelation. For me, it's been a revelation. Yeah, and, almost definitely. You know, and, and as we uh, discuss it, as we share, as do the research and so on, I'm, I am still learning and I can see here the Holy Spirit really speaking to us. Um, and, and it's so interesting to have an insight um, from the Holy Spirit about what's taking place uh, around so guys i uh, thank you again so much if you miss some of the show my apologies i'm running a bit late to release them as a podcast but you can still watch the show again uh, on our youtube channel um revelation hour and also on our facebook page um as usual before we start the show i always have to let you know that we are um, available uh, on uh, on a platform such as obviously Facebook, Twitter, and uh, WhatsApp at the moment, we also have uh, an email address which is info at revelationhour.co.uk. If you want to send us your messages or maybe some topics that you would like us to cover, uh, please feel free to do so. Um, I think it's always refreshing uh, to have different people coming in with ideas and and topic that potentially they would like to uh, to cover in that sense. Um, I know we haven't have a guest lately, but uh, we are looking to get some uh, some guest speakers to come on the show as well, um, depending on the topic that we'll be covering. So uh, bear with us as well uh, for this. But do you know what? Why don't we just uh, look into um, the news? Yeah, I think you were smiling when you saw that this morning. So I'm just... Uh, I'm going to I'm going to get those news out for you so you can I can see your <laughs> lovely smile again shining. So why are you so smiling about? I just the main thing I I mean Pharaoh William talks about experiencing the Holy Spirit beautiful beautiful absolutely beautiful. Yeah, like it, that one. It, it 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 was interesting because when when we done the um when he's done the happy song mm. I was wondering that looks um, a very, um, yeah, you know, when he done the happy song, I said, is he Christian? That mm. was my first question. 
uh, and then I think he team up with some um, uh, gospel uh, rapist as well, and they've done a version with the Jesus in it, and then I thought mm, that's very very interesting. But uh, yeah, it's good to see that um, as he says that he opened up his his experience of the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, it's it's a very very good, mm. very good. Mm. Wow, two hundred million, nice, huh? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. You know, mm. Happy sold seven point six million copies. Can you imagine it's that? Su- it's such a. It was such a brilliant. Oh, it was song. a brilliant song. You know, the children. I remember our children. Just it was one of the songs that we used to get them up to in the morning. So mm-hmm. if we couldn't get up in the morning, they would. We're about how old were they? About six or seven or yeah, something. Yeah. And we'd put the happy song in, and they'd just be up, and they'd just be singing and dancing around the bathroom. Yeah. So it was. It was a really positive song for them yeah i still i still listen to it yeah, you know, yeah. i still still listen to different it different versions yeah as well. different version that's <laughs> that's that's wonderful yeah it's uh, good. what's the other thing that um when you look on the news uh, let me just uh, scroll through very quickly so you can actually i saw something but uh yeah i saw this one church leaders not eligible to get covid19 vaccine regardless of health and age what's how what's how convenient What's your take on it? You know my take on this. Yeah, I want to hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to be controversial? Yeah, I would love that. Oh, good luck. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. You know, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I just... With the I, guidance of the Holy Spirit, of course. Yes, of course. I just think that um, we need to, as, as leaders, be very careful about um, the agendas that are behind all of this. And as I said before, it's, you know, church leaders... They have a very, um, it's a very important position mm. um, God has placed them in and they know that they're very, they, most of them, they know that. Um, I think all of them know that. And this is, this is a very, this is very much political. And I think it's really important that they hear what the Lord is saying in terms of this. And I think, you know, we've over the past month or two, or, you know, we've seen leaders, church leaders, you know, influencing congregations and as I spoke last week you know there were people who have been writing in um, and saying that they're confused um, members church members confused because you know their their pastors have told them you know that you know different things in terms of it it was coercion into getting the vaccine Um, and it's just it's it's not I don't I said I I don't agree with it it's not right um, that people are being coerced um, you know, and psychologically, it's 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 very it's a very difficult decision to make anyway. Um, but what I suggested was people get their own revelation as to what they need to do. Um, as we know, leaders are put it put in position to help to guide us and to lead us. But I think in terms of COVID nineteen um, and the vaccine, it's it's you know I don't think it's a spiritual matter. <laughs> um, that that's one thing that I would say. And I think it's important for people to do their homework themselves and get their own understanding and their revelation that Holy Spirit, we all have Holy Spirit inside of us. and Let Holy Spirit speak to us about what he wants to do, what's best for us, because there are people with underlying health conditions. There are people who, for whatever reason, they may it may not be good for them to take the vaccine. For others, it may be necessary for them to take the vaccine and Holy Spirit will speak to you in different ways. But I think for now, um, for them to say that they've seen this thing, the influence that the, the media have seen, the influence 
and the, the people in positions of power have seen the influence of church leaders upon their congregations. They've seen this influence and I think they're exploiting it. Th- that's my position. Is that, is that what you think? Yeah, that's very what I interesting. Think. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, you know, people thinking, why well, is he not saying anything? Uh, you know, I have nothing to say about this. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it just so, lets me speak and get put myself in the fire. <laughs> no, no, no. If you put yourself in the fire, in I, the take firing you, line. I will take you out of the yeah. fire line. Amen, amen. amen, amen. I just, I, I just, um, every time I see this, you know, my, my spirit just is really unsettled about mm. it. Um, and I, I can't just stand on the sidelines and say nothing. I just think it's important, as I said, for people to be able to make their own decisions without being coerced or yeah. influenced in that way. Because people know that church leaders have a lot of influence over their congregations, mm-hmm. and I think it's been it's it's been it's been used because, as we know, there's a lot of people within the church community who, for whatever reason, they are hesitant or they have been hesitant to take the vaccine, or they've been confused about taking the vaccine. Um, and I just think it's, we, we need to be very, very, um, very sensitive at this time mm. to what the what the Holy Spirit is saying. Um, we really do. Yeah, and one, I completely agree with that. Um, and one of our listeners says this, I agree with you, my church leader basically said, take the vaccine and say amen. No, what what where wow. to you know that is very interesting yeah, I'll, I'll, you know guys feel free to post your comments uh, on what we just discussed uh, in relation to the vaccine and what we are going to discuss today uh, i think as master said it's a very important matter and i do believe as she said as well um, that is a matter of you hearing what the holy spirit is saying to you and you know as as leaders in our churches we also need to be very sensitive you know as we as we speak mm. about it mm. you know because everybody has different opinion That's everybody right. has different experiences uh, of the of the vaccine and, and so on or the, the covid-19 i would say mm. so it's important that we as believers and, and people of god we are very um i would say very sensitive yes. to what people are saying or mm. how they feel and how mm. they are they going about this you mm. know you know, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong to take it. All I'm saying is that, you know, it has to come from a personal, you know, position without being, I would say at time I feel bullied to take mm-hmm. the vaccine, which is what we look into, what we're going to look into the agenda 2030, where we actually understand the, 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 the real reason behind this gather, pushing people to take in, uh, allowing employers potentially to force their employees to take it. Um, you know, kind of co-certing church leaders to push the congregation to take it, and even involving, I would say, the Queen, you know, as well as the other uh, last a few days ago, into pushing people to take it. But this is something that kind of go for years because we are talking about basically uh, right, you know, in terms of people the right to choose, and 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 it looks like to me that we are moving toward more the system where, well. You kind of now force nicely uh, to choose, and they may say it's illegal not to take it, but then you can put things around to kind of push people um, to take in that sense. I want to talk about these things in number four. I've never seen that before, and, and I think it's a quite interesting, especially Gaming and God. That's the title. How a London Vicar is reaching an online audience. 
That is a quite an interesting thing, is it? <laughs> an angelical priest who also Anglican, s- Anglican sorry, mm-hmm. Anglican priest who is also self-proclaimed intense gamer. So he is a gamer as well has been using his video gaming skills to connect with people who wouldn't usually attend a church service. How did he do that? We played games. That's interesting. So Reverend Archer live streamed himself gaming on his Facebook page called Vicarious Big and invites people to watch, play with him or chat in between round of game. He said the most common question he get is why did you become a vicar? Other as known known how gaming fits in with Christian value, particularly because the game you play most escape from talk of a shooter game. Interesting, mm. is it? And he said, that's okay. It's good to talk about this thing and I don't mind a difficult question. And that's very interesting. He said, people ask about things they understand from scripture or they might ask something about what is like a church. It's a quite interesting way, but he's, he's, evangelizing. Actually, he's evangelizing and that's exactly what he's doing. It just show you how God can use it any situation, you know, and it's interesting, you know. Uh, maybe I will. I don't play. I mean, the only game I play is FIFA twenty twenty one, you know. But I, I don't play this kind of game. But it'd be interesting to. I would love to talk to him, you know. Just uh, just an idea for young people, you know, that love to play games. That's quite. What do you what do you think? Honestly, you're very quiet because you're not into games anyway. So you're thinking that is not really my thing. Yeah, is it? There's, there's, a, there's a lot of questions that come up. It is, mind. isn't it? Like how much time did you spend on it? Does, is it an idol? Well, um, it, all yeah. these different things. Is it an addiction? Um, as long as it's not going before God um, and he he's using it, he's seeing it as a tool rather than it's just something for him to actually just immerse himself in what? and it becomes something of the flesh. So well, there's, I, a, there's a lot of different things. Well, I, I guess, I guess you can you can listen to his interview. On, he was on Premiere, so you can listen if you want. Go to SoundCloud and then listen to uh, Premiere, Reverend Simon Har- Archer. Um, you can listen to his interview and it may answer a lot of questions mm, uh, yeah. in, in that sense. Finally, let's look what's going on in the world and then we can just begin to dive with our topic. Wow. My goodness. What do you think of that? Venezuela. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Christian knifed, forced to eat page of the Bible in order for Venezuela attack. Mm. Yeah, you see, there's a lot of persecution going on all over, and that is, that is really. Father, we just want to pray for mm. our brothers in Venezuela. Father, mm. we just want to pray that you will cover them with your peace. You will cover them with your strength. And you protect them against every schemes, every plan, every assignment of the enemy. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Father, as they're going through those difficult time Lord, that indeed your angel will camp upon them. Mm. We apply the blood of Jesus upon their yes, life, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wonderful. So, let's get back to um um our show now. Um, live show, uh, in that sense. Thanks, Marcel, for 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 this. Um, so we looked last week. We uh kind of discuss it. You know, we know our focus has to be the kingdom of God because we are seeing a a, a word as changing uh, radically, and. Uh, what we looked about 
through the scriptures um just going through again you know to be sober to be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lions and second corinthians 2 11 as well which we basically tell us not to be ignorant of the enemy devices and that's why we're doing what we do now in that sense but i think that there's a bit more to it as well there's also us learning about the word of god and as you mentioned mouse about really be tuning with the holy spirit to hear what the holy spirit is saying to us and we felt that we needed to start this new series called the big players and focusing on the the major people organization that will uh be, that we believe are changing the world in 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 preparation for the arrival of the antichrist in that sense and we looked at Elon musk because of who he is as as a person but also about the technology that he's bringing as well which would be very 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 detrimental um for the um for the system for the coming system the babylon system in that sense we looked as well at darpa a military organization which is a little bit more than a military organization because they pretty much financing a lot of uh, companies here in terms of the advanced technology and and so on and last week we begin to look at the club of rome we kind of finish it but i wanted us to touch about something that the club of rome has been extremely involved with which is a 2030 agenda now this is a uh, this is a word that has been mentioned by so many people so many organizations especially when we talk about uh conspiracy theory and so on but uh, when you people look at this through on to a 2030 agenda in the first instance it looks like a great idea it looks like a great plan so what's your take on it you know i know that you haven't really looked into it when you hear the 2030 agenda what what is the first things that come up to you or to your mind well the things that i've heard about it is just there's a lot of things that are being um when you look at all the different aspects such as climate change you look at you look at all the monetary systems you look at the different things that are, are being implemented in the in the different aspects of society um it seems all to be going in this direction mm. um it's agenda 2030 agenda 2030 agenda 2030 um and it seems like by 2030 there's there's there needs to be in the minds of those who are in charge so to speak that there has to be a culmination of things this is when it's come gonna almost come to a head and this mm -hmm. is when almost like this new way of being and and doing and everything it's all aiming towards everything that we're seeing in terms of vaccines <laughs> the, the, in terms of the of the what people see as as all of these different things new ways of living and being that are being introduced it's not by chance you know it's it and we know that but it's that there, there is a as you said just you know the basis you know club of rome you know the freemasons you know basically when you actually look at it it's all aiming at this it's it's this is kind of well what they're, what when, they're aiming when, towards when, and then roll it then from that rolling other things out absolutely when you think about it what is an agenda what is the term agenda what is it an agenda is normally a, a list of things that are to be done isn't it? absolutely 
So what we're looking at 2030 agenda is a list of things that will be achieved by the time mm. we reach 2030 agenda. Mm. But I w- I'm going to put a spin to it. I'm going to put a little spin to it, something that I discovered and I, as I was researching and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me into this. But let, let's, let's just look at the basics now. In terms of the 2030, we lovely picture of 2030, 2020, 2030, which is some of the message that has been displayed here. And and this other message, I am generation 2030. And, and when you look at this picture, for example, what do you see? Do you see a baby? Mm, do you see generation. race? Mm. Do you see integration? Mm. Everything, everybody seems to be integrated here. Mm. You know, you see religion. Mm. You know, you've got the, la- the, mm. the lady on the, on the right side to mm. speak of the religion. Mm. You've got a baby. We speak of the young generation. Mm. You speak of the youth. You know, mm-hmm. you speak of race because you got mm. different color here. Mm. You speak of age as mm. well. So it's not only the young generation we are looking at. We're also mm. looking at the current generation, as you can see the people mm. at older generation. Mm. And they, you look at this this woman, which you speak of the 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 the, the, the message of of, of um, empowering women as well. In mm. that when you look on the le- on the left hand side, so that image is kind of encapsulate where they want basically the world to be in 2030 one world one world yeah. you know everything perfect mm. in that sense when you look at this you think what well, that's that's good because you do want you know the, the work that black Lives matter does and and things that have been exposed by black black people and so on you want them to want them to eradicate racism you want them to be able to um you know integrated everyone so people will look at it in that sense and they would say i'm generation 2030 and that's how they will look at it in a nutshell because it includes everyone yeah. listen i'm not going to tell you how much i'm going to be in 2030 mm-hmm. but i'm not going to be that young you know i'm definitely not going to be that baby there <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is the inclusion of everyone everyone is included inclusion yeah and that's that what word. they're looking at. Mm. And because of that, because they, they, they got this concept of inclusion, everything which is step outside that concept is deemed as outsider. Ah, yeah. And it's a very, very interesting ideology, which is actually, in a way, a new world order type of ideology as well. Because on one way, you've got this lovely inclusion that everybody wants. I'm looking at it. I want some of this. You know, I want racism to stop. You know, I want uh, things like people not to, I want, I want hunger to stop. Do you see what I mean? So we all, we do all want those things. Mm. However, there is a spin to all those messages in, in that sense. So when we look into this, so for example, looking in the next slide, what is actually the 2030 agenda? Like I said, we heard many people talking about the different a conspiracy theory and, and so on but when you look at it from the front of it what is it exactly it says here 2030 agenda for sustainable development is a resolution adopted by the united nation general assembly in 2015 that is focused around achieving 17 goals within 15 years Interesting. So this is what is basically. 
and that was held between the 25th the summit was held between 25th 27th september um in new york and there's been 193 member states who signed up to that initiative that is a lot of country when you think about mm. it and and already when you see that it kind of speak already a kind of unified word you know there's a word that I, that I, as I was looking into it, which is I begin to learn, and I'm still studying, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. It's called globalism. This is the new word that's coming, and the people are really, really talking about this, this element. One, everything being yeah, one. everything, absolutely. Everything being one, yeah. And it's really bringing, you know, the world together, mm-hmm. the world together to be able to face every challenge mm-hmm. that the world is and to work as one. Very interesting. Three years ago, we've done a, 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 a show on the Tower of Bible, which I truly believe that when you look in the Bible, the way is the way they started this Tower of Bible, the New World Order, this is how they want it. They went unable to achieve it because God came down and confused them that they, they were speaking different languages and they were not able to complete what they started. Mm. But I truly believe that the, the, the mandate behind the Illuminati, the Freemason, all this organization is based on this Tower of Babel, which has created a one, a one world where everybody is unified. And God said it, you know, there is power in unification. Mm. There is power in unification. Mm. You know, the Bible clearly said, "House divided against itself shall not stand." Mm. So they understand the concept that they be able to achieve anything if they were unified. So that is really the hand goal in that sense. But when we think about it, when we look at some of those goals, what are they? And I managed to find them in and list them all here. And you find out that some of those goals, even they don't specifically say, they actually are really leading up to what we are seeing in terms of the changes. So we've got no poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality clean water and um, sanitation we've got um, affordable and clean energy we've got decent work and economic growth we've got industry innovation and infrastructure reduced inequality sustainable cities and communities in and communities responsible consumption and production we've got climate actions we've got life below water we've got life on land we've got peace justice and strong institution and partnership for the goal when you see all those 17 goals that they will be achieving by 2030 what is your take let's take for example the, the, this one no poverty the first one what's your take on it it's quite interesting that you you ask this. Um, as I see all of these goals, I just yeah. what what's flicking through my head, yeah. my mind, and you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. every single thing that is taking place. Absolutely, is aiming to that. So when we're seeing about the vaccines yeah. and all of this, yeah, you know, we actually look at this. Yeah, um, and you can actually put that. And you can put that into a category. You yeah. can categorize. You can categorize. You can categorize everything, everything, everything that is taking Absolutely. place. So in terms of 
um, good health and good well-being. Health and well-being. Yeah. yeah, you can tick the box mm-hmm. in terms of um, gender equality. Gender yeah. equality. We can see all of that yeah. taking place. Mm-hmm. We can see in terms of the innovation and the industry and the Absolutely. structure, infrastructure. You can see where five G comes yeah. in, six mm-hmm. G, and all these things. Yeah. When you actually look at um, number thirteen, climate climate action, you mm-hmm. can see all the things that are aiming towards climate change. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to send something to the group um, in terms of when we were, when we were looking up, I'm originally from up north and one of the, in Huddersfield and we were looking to plant a church there. We met some people, God, it was divine, mm-hmm. divine connection. And um, the person's husband, he actually works, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a professor at the, at the um, university in Huddersfield and he's actually working on climate change. So he's doing a talk on Wednesday. I'll, she sent me the link early the hours of this morning, so I'll send it on the WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And it's just like what he's saying is how to see, uh, how you can see um, in terms of climate change. But I think it's it's important to listen to. But it's it's interesting um, that every when you look at all the boxes, mm-hmm. um, even in terms of you know the all the cameras that are going up and all the rest of it, in terms of you know that can come under you know one of one of the sections so it, mm-hmm. it it it's it's interesting when you actually then begin to look at the individual boxes but then you look at the bigger picture that's right that all of the things that are are, are being spoken about the great reset all of these different things yeah. no poverty how yeah. is the how is no poverty you, you look at it and you think when you say no poverty how is no poverty and zero hunger going to come around that's in right. the world where we've always had hunger and there's always been poverty um and it's just like look at the great reset what they want to do they're talking about so it's interesting when you actually look at this whole these 17 these 17 goals Mm -hmm. you can see how it's been driven aggressively yeah aggressive and you can see why it's been it's really aggressive Mm -hmm. because people are going it just seems so quick everything just seems like you know one of the things that people have been saying is you know to us a lot it's like no but it, it seems like they just know something's happening you know they have to have it done by a certain time because it just seems so quick now everything just seems to be happening so quickly but now when you look at these 17 goals you can see why yeah but it, th- there's another twist again in, into this and, and i think everybody can find those information they're not um Hidden. they're not classifying information those are put on the united nation on sustainable development goals and as you said marcy absolutely you can see those goals and you can definitely see as you see as we see in 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 front of our eyes all those changes taking place we can see that they all fit into one of the boxes as well which is a very very interesting um you know so they're all listed here so if you want to find them just go online but i'll just hold listed them for us to have a look at it very briefly and understand it and then really move into when we look in this what it is all about as well so the question is this and that has been the question that we're asking are we about to see the end of a whole world and that's the question really that we are seeing and the emergence of a new world and that's exactly what i believe we are basically saying they're beginning to because they need to get those 17 goals by 2030 the current system doesn't work somebody says here and i read these comments i think most of these have a priori attraction 
to it as it's hard to argue with or contest with a goal. Absolutely. Mm. I think this is unachievable for the next 10 years globally, just like the Millennium Development Goal. I don't think it's an aggressive or neo, um, sorry, neoliberal capitalism only survives with the inequalities that this goal are trying to eradicate. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. What's your take on it? The thing is, the things that people are saying in terms of it being aggressive, they're seeing it's aggressive spiritually. Um, and the thing is, if we look on the natural, yeah, definitely not. But I think in terms of spiritually, what people are talking about is that there's something that is taking place um, in the spirit there where there seems to be a quickening. <laughs> that is, um, and we definitely consent to that. Um, and people have had um, words from the, from the Lord saying that we have nine years and it actually ties in with this, um, which I didn't actually, I, you know, I heard about gender 2030, but I didn't really, you know, tie it all in. I said, oh, there was a word saying that we have nine years. And it's interesting that, you know, I don't want, I don't know what the correlation is to that. Um, but in in terms of that, the aggression, I think, is spiritually the, the aggression where it's taking place. Um in the natural it's, it's another story very interesting so for me that's one of the questions that i've been asking the lord and i've been asking myself they make this this lovely agenda but 2030 we want all those different cha- changes all those different goals taking place whether they be able to achieve them or that's another question but that's what they're aiming towards it it's a goal Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a goal. So they that's what they're looking, that's that's what the vision looking. But for me, I asked this question. What is so significant about the year 2030? You yeah. mentioned about the these prophets saying we've got nine years and you know about 2030 in terms of the church to be able where they need to be to be able to so what is it that this year 2030 mm-hmm. seems to be so significant? When, when we speak, when the Illuminati talk about it, when the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the society talk about it, when the United Nations itself, when the Club of Rome, all of those organizations are talking about 2030. And I'm not mentioning that. I also mentioning some of the organizations that are working behind, such as Facebook. We've got Elon Musk. All those people are looking toward 2030. Mm-hmm. Why is it so significant? That is the question. And this is the answer. That's why. Because they are releasing the 6G in 2030. This is what they schedule. They schedule by 2030, they'll be releasing the 6G. Yet people must be thinking, we haven't even gone on to the 5G, you know. We're in 2021. We're still arguing about the 5G and, and, and it's still 5G is beginning to be implemented, but it's not fully implemented everywhere in the world. But that is the reason. The 6G is the reason why everything that they are doing now, every goal they have put in, in place, you know, when they put the goal in place, when they release a six they'll be able to advance to everything that they've been talking about, every technology that we've been seeing right now, or we're seeing now in 2021, all the way to 2029 and 2030, that new technology that will arrive, we need that six g to be able to operate. What are, we, what are we talking about here? We know that, for example, last year, December, China sent satellite on the orbit and they released some of the access 6G. We know that Europe are currently working on developing a 6G infrastructure 
in all the countries. We know that England is capability of working toward the six. I haven't mentioned it, but they are working toward the six. Every country that signed this treaty 193 are looking forward to the six release schedule release in 2030. Why is this so important? Why the six G technology is so important? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you some points, but not all of them. There are there were so many. Now, what I believe, I believe that six G technology will bring the 17 goal of Agenda 2030 into fruition. So all those 70 goals that we see, we need that seven that six G technology to be able to bring everything into fruition. Now. We we seen this map here that we looked at it. We started with the one G. Remember that mm-hmm. back in nineteen eighty, you know that's just voice calling. Then two G came in nineteen nineteen. Then we have the three G in two thousand. And this is where iPhone is beginning to come out as well. When the, when the three G was out, they were the smartphone beginning to come out of it. And then four G, two thousand and ten, two thousand twenty, they released the five G. At 2025, 30, they release a 6G. Now, what is the correlation between that? Can you see that? Every 10 years. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Every 10 years, they are moving to a better technology. And that's because the advanced, what they need to do, you know, they need to be able to make, the, to be able to achieve the 17 goals in that sense. To put the 70 goals to complete fruition, they need that technology. The world that we live in now is a world based on technology. And they need that to be able to advance it. Now, I'm not going to go into the detail about what is 6G and so on, because to be honest, I, I don't have that mindset of technology in that sense. But what I do know for a fact is that 6 technology, first of all, will bring what people have been talking about, the financial reset. Now, I'll be receiving a lot of call lately about people asking me to invest in a, um, the currency, the cryptocurrency in that sense. Now, what's been taking place at the moment is very interesting. If you look at the financial market, the cryptocurrency has begun to go up again. You know, two, three years ago, it was going up and then it crashed down, you know, because people, because obviously it's got a very volatile type of market. But now, because of what they are trying to do, bring this new financial reset into it and using a digital currency, you know, in that sense, what you see, in order for this digital currency to be fully operational, they need 60 technology in that sense. So, when we're talking about one currency, you know, that may be later on, but what we are talking about right now is bringing this digital currency into the lives of people. So far, there has been only a handful of people that are able to use or do cryptocurrencies. So, you know, I, I, I digged into it a little bit and it's, you got to do some mining or whatever. And you got to have, a, a, you also have to have a, a, a very powerful computer mm. in that sense to be able to access the currency. When the 6 sheet technology come into place, the sick gene will come into place. They'll be able now to be able to see the data, the way the data will be relayed between us and the digital network will be second to none. 
people literally will be able to use the digital currency to do everything. It won't be left just to the elite and so on, but it will be left to everyone. And this is why you see people like Elon Musk, people like Facebook and other organizations creating their own cryptocurrency. Good question. We've got one of our listeners is asking, will we get to, my question is, will we get to 2030 or what is going to happen between now and 2030? <laughs> what do you think? The thing is, I do believe we will get to 2030. Um, and that's just my belief. And the reason why is because God has been speaking to his prophets mm-hmm. um, and he's been speaking about to that time. So if he didn't, you know, unless something major happens, you know, I, I do believe that we will get there. Um, bet- you believe it as well. Absolutely. I th- I'm going to give you a, a scriptural reason for that as well. Uh, beside the fact that um, God has spoken to many people, spoken mm. to myself as well in that sense. Mm. Uh, we know that when the Antichrist come, he will be on this earth for seven years. Yeah. Seven years to be able to, to rule on this earth. We know we're nowhere near right now. I don't believe that we are near this kind of system when the Antichrist can just come in mm. and have dominion about everything. We are getting there. However, we are getting there. We are seeing that while we believe we're in a transitional period, and, and I truly believe this is what I understand when one of the prophets mentioned we have nine years mm. as a church. When he's mentioning nine years as a church, it's nine years as a church to be able to do the things that God asks us to do. To be positioned. Uh, to be positioned, uh, to continue the work mm. that God has called us to do in that sense. And also to clean our house. That's right. To put our yeah. house in order. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that when we look at 2013, and, you know, we can come back in, in, in nine years from now and talk about it and maybe no, nothing would have moved from there. But I truly believe there is a quickening in the spirit. Mm. You know, I heard the Lord say the time is near and I keep hearing that mm. word. So I truly believe that we will see those time in 2030. We will see this, this, these major mm. changes. I do believe that we will see this financial reset taking place. Now, all I'm saying here, I'm not saying that, oh, this is the end or something. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is this, is the world is changing and we've got to be aware of it. We've got to be aware of what's changing. Some of the things are changing will benefit us, others will not. And that is my personal opinion in in that sense. Now, having a digital currency to be able to do buying goods, it may be good for us right now, but it will be definitely Mm. beneficial for the Antichrist Mm. later on when he will be able now to control the whole world with his mark in that sense. So what we're just seeing here, we're experiencing a world that needs to change to accommodate the system of the Antichrist. You know, some of the slides that I put in the beginning, the world has been built for the arrival of the Antichrist and that's what we're seeing. And we, I believe that we will see in 2030, I, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I, we need seven years for the Antichrist then Jesus return with the saints. Now, the rapture will take place either before or after. That depends on what you believe. But what is clear from the prophecy of Daniel 
is that the Antichrist will reign for seven years before Jesus returns and establishes millennial kingdom. Mm. So in that sense, we're now in 2021. Yeah, the Antichrist could come in 2023, reign for seven years, and then 2030 is done. But because I believe that they set themselves up for 2030, so I believe that that's where they actually will be begin to move this world to a position where they want that world to be moved on. This is what, what I believe in, in in that sense. So we're looking at this financial reset. We're looking at this new digital uh, connection, digital currency. Can you imagine, you know, everything will be digital in that sense? Mm, cashless. Well, no. It is a way it is cashless, but w- the cashless that we are going to experience is very different to the cash that we're experiencing now. Mm. You know, you still use your cards, you still use your chip and pin, you know, but what you basically will see, I think people won't, you know, the new generation that we born, they won't even know what cash is, mm. you know, in that sense. And some of them probably won't even know what the cards is because everything will be digitally, mm. currencies, transfer. you know, transfer. This, this, you know, this technology has really just in a, in the palm of your hand mm. to just to be able to to make transaction or chip in your head whatever <laughs> you know so and that goes mm. back again to revelation 13 eventually mm. but the point is this is that the 6g technology is detrimental for those goals and one of the goals is in relation to finances and the market the next one that uh we look into is and and i think that's creating a lot of uh, discussion that new 6G technology is detrimental for now the development of new vaccine or the way to do new vaccine. Now, Marcia, I'm not an expert in health. My wife, she's, you, you know for a fact that is a, the, the old way of vaccine, you know, is pretty much, you know, place. If you can tell us in a, in a very simple manner, so I can, I, can, I can understand that. The old way of doing vaccine, how do they do it? So they take either an old, old pathogen cell or something which is dead, which is from the actual, from the actual. Um, so, for example, if it was COVID, they would take a little bit of COVID, either dead, something which is dead, or something which is a very small amount of it, which is alive still, and they pop it into a vaccine. They make a vaccine, so they put other things, adjuvants, so things that will, can bond to the pathogen and then they will in, they will make a vaccine and then they will inject it into people okay. um, with um, mRNA technology it's different because they don't need they don't use the pathogen they don't use any anything to do with mm. the, you know COVID for example they wouldn't put any mRNA in it what they uh, any any of the pathogen in it they, what they would do is they would then just put um, they use na- what, what we call nanotechnology which is like these they use nanotechnology and they use technology um, to be able to to go in and stimulate a reaction from the from reaction from the immune system in order to protect for the body then to actually have a response where it goes into protection mode and starts um, starts making cells basically and and having things that were actually going to begin to protect the body so it stimulates the immune system to work. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is with mRNA technology is, you know, like, you know, even with the vaccine, the adjuvants, um, a norm- normal vaccine, um, which is made, the adjuvants are what people are, are really concerned about um, because they've, they've caused damage. Because, as I say, it's like the difference be- between going to Waitrose and, and, you know, then maybe um, 
Aldi or, or you know, I'm not getting a supermarket or anything, but I'm just looking, I'm just comparing it. Um, so what you're doing is, you know, you can have suppliers who put really good or better quality adjuvants in a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll get ones who put really cheap quality um, in there. And the cheap quality ones, you actually tend to look and see that, you know, they ship them off to different countries. Um, and then you'll see that they, there's a lot of harm done to the people. Now, with mRNA technology, it's it's a bit different because, you know, this is one of the things that we've been talking about. With mRNA technology, um, the nanoparticles are so small that they can actually co- cross what we call the blood-brain barrier and they can go into the brain and they can actually begin to affect um, they can affect the the nervous system. So this is why people are saying that you can have autoimmune responses. So what people can do, this is why you've been seeing people when they've had, um, some people have had reactions to the mRNA um, vaccines because they've had things like Bell's palsy, which is a nerve nervous response, to a response to the nervous system. It starts affecting the nervous system. Um, and in the first or the second vaccine that they've um, had, um, because it's two, it's not just one that you have with these, um, with the ones that you know, the Pfizer mm-hmm. and, the, and the other one, Moderna. Mm-hmm. You have to have two vaccines. You have one, and then you have another one, mm-hmm. maybe a few months after. Can you have? Uh, can you have? You have to have the same one. So if you choose a Pfizer, you have to have another dose of Pfizer, or can you do Pfizer one and then what Moderna they ch- two? What they say is they they're trying to make sure that people have the same. They don't want them to mix them. Okay. Um, so the thing is, when you actually look at it, the mRNA, and, and it's something what I always talk about, I talk about cumulative effects in the body. So whether it's toxins, um, over time, you, you keep eating a bit of a bit of sugar, you know, yeah, it's only a bit. But then if you keep eating sugar, then the it starts accumulating in your body. If you're not doing anything to get rid of it, it becomes, it builds up and it becomes toxic waste in your body because you're not getting rid of it. And I said, well, what about the the cumulative effect if people have mRNA um, in vaccines year on year. So for example, you're not just going to have one COVID vaccine vaccination and it's going to last forever. You're going to have to keep having them um, because that's what you do. You see the flu vaccine, it's the same idea. Everybody has to have them every year. Mm. It's the same. It's going to be the same with mRNA vaccines. You're going to have to have them year on year. Now what's happening with those nanoparticles? <laughs> you know, that's my thing. They're crossing the blood, blood brain barrier. So where are those nanoparticles going year on year? Are they coming out of your body? We know that things just don't come out of your body. <laughs> you know, um, some of it, gets, some of it, you know, it can, can, you can get rid of it, but there'll be remnants. Um, what happens to those remnants of the mRNA? Mm. So if those nanoparticles are staying in the body, also there's something where they can, you can actually, they're saying about having particular technology where, these particles they can illuminate mm. under the skin so this is another thing where they were talking why would they want something which is luminous which you can actually if you shine certain light on it you can actually see them mm. <laughs> um so it's just like the accumulation of that but also the other thing with nanoparticles what they're talking about this mrna technology is that you it can be it can be activated in the sense it can you can activate it and it can be utilized as a source where people can track you Mm. Um, because it's it's like an electronic source, so you can you can it, they can track you, so it can be information that can be put on the cloud, um, and then they're saying that there are military that actually use this technology already, so you can actually it's like Wi-Fi, you know, the Wi-Fi technology, so you can actually use it that way. So that that's the thing. This when you say nanotechnology, that is it. New vaccines, it is, that is that is the technology and, and, behind and, it, and and, and and that's quite interesting because. 
thank you Mars, for that that's very very interesting and uh and and that's why the six six g technology is so important but mm. it's also important for this don't know whether you heard of this new vaccine that they're developing in ovio and that vaccine partially demonstrated that DNA vaccine can be delivered directly into cells in the body via smart devices to safely produce a robust immune response. Okay, and that, that's quite scary for me. Yeah, that is the new one that they're working on. So that, we, we, they're moving from the mRNA vaccine to the DNA vaccine. And for that, they need that technology, that 6G technology for that as well. I don't want to go too much in detail for that straight away, but eventually we will talk about it at some stage. Mm. Um, yeah. That is the new vaccine that they're working on at the moment. Um, I think it's been this year they've been start making so they, they start doing trials and those trials have been very successful. So they potentially looking to begin to release that eventually um at some stage. But again, as we said, those new technology, those new vaccines, they 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 need they need a network to be able to work at the speed that they need to and the six G is very key to this as well. We spoke about Elon Musk and his new Neuralink uh, technology as well that we need that vaccine. So it, that we need sorry that we need that the six G to be able mm. to operate in the brain of people. So we are talking about so many aspects. The six G is so and this is what the six G is so detrimental for this 2030 agenda because of the things that they put in place to change and to uh, eradicate. The other things that um, the Holy Spirit has pointed to my heart as well in those smart mm. cities. Mm. Now, we have seen things like smart motorways, for example, uh, but the smart cities, they, they, they're really growing now uh, pretty much everywhere. And they will need that sexy technology to be able to power those cities, whether it is through the uh, um, whether it is through the grid in terms of uh, uh, um, um, energy, or whether it is through um, electricity, whether it is through anything else that need to be powered in that sense of camera. So one of the things when we looked into the smart city, and I, and, I, and I find this, this one very interesting, and I, I read this article and asked for. That is very interesting. It says this. The 6G revolution will focus on how to connect and control the billions of machines macro to micro to nano in our digital future. The 6G standard will truly be a next generation communication standard. It's a communication in that sense. Now, when you think about it, I do a lot, we do a lot of streaming. So I understand the word latency or speed. What it means is as we broadcast here from our studio here, where you listen on Facebook, on YouTube, you got probably about 10, 15 second delay in that sense. And you see it anywhere as well, whatever you watch a, a football game or that sense or even a program, there's always a delay before it's coming into your television, your device in that sense. It's called latency in this speed and intensity what it will do that 6g it will increase that it will mean that whatever you watch or whatever appear will be instantaneous the other thing as well most of the people as well are netflix or any device or any uh streaming platform and you know for those streaming to be able to operate releasing those those high-end quality movies on your device and so on do you remember back in the days when you used to want a movie it will buffered 
mm-hmm. it will buffer and mm-hmm. buffer and buffer before you can watch it. And sometimes you watch it and then it stop again. Mm-hmm. It's buffering and then it goes back again. Mm-hmm. Now, when they brought this four, five, four technology, you don't see many buffering when you're watching a movie unless your speed connection, your internet is very slow in that sense. With the 6G technology, you know, it will be incredible. Look, we haven't even started with the 5G. It says there, the 5G, you can download a movie under a minute. Can you imagine? And we're talking about an HD 4K type of movie under a minute. So if you were to watch a movie on a GoPro on your Netflix or, or whatever, you can download that or pull on your TV, download that in under a minute. With the 6G technology, you'll be able to download more than 140 hours of movie in a same minute. Wow. That is incredible mm. when you think about it. <laughs> what is incredible? And not only in terms of the speed, download speed and the upload speed, we're also talking about the reliability of the internet. No more lost connections. You know, no more timeout or video pixelated. You know, I used to, back in the days, we used to have Skype and you watch Skype. And you think it's pixelated. And what's happening at the moment? Because of people now working from home, in that sense, and needed to connect, you know, from home via Zoom and so on, then the need for a higher system, a higher network is necessary. So when we're talking about companies, They'll be able to let their employees. I know some of the companies like Twitter and so on, big corporations, yeah, Facebook said their employees don't have to yeah. go back to work until next year or the year after. And so some of them, more or less, at the more or less of yeah, beginning of lockdown. Mm. So we are looking at people, we are changing. You know, I was having a discussion with some of the guys I'm working with, and we're having a discussion, it's changing that the way we work is changing. It's changed. It, well, it's changed, but it, I say it's changing because people are still going to work. Mm. There's still a lot million of people that physically going to work. But what we are looking at is a complete change where the infrastructure will change in such a way that people won't need to work to work. Yeah, but some there are still some jobs. There are still some jobs you would see, see some jobs will require yeah. that. Mm. But again, I will come to it later in some of the next slide. You'll find out that some of the jobs that still require for people to go to work with we disappear in that sense. Mm. Now some people, for example, let, let's look at um, let's look at the normal company. You know, right now, what we have, we we have when you go to a normal business in office in a city, you go into the office, you met by receptionist in that sense mm. that will greet you and that will give you all the information that you need, whether the meetings to go or the place to go. Now you be able to conduct that without having receptionist just by the six year technology. And that's just information, just a system, a normal system, an app that we develop it. So people will literally be able to tap on the app, you know, when they need to go before they enter the building and they will be directed directly into it. You know, it's an incredible. So we're not only talking about the way your home is changing. Your home is changing anyway in a sense that now there's so many smart devices in our home. And we're not only talking about the TV, we're also talking about electricity, gas, or power. You know, you got all this app now. You can turn your electricity where you're out or where you're abroad just by the click of an app as well. And that 6G technology will allow to do those things much faster, 
more reliable and that connectivity in that sense. So now companies will be able to tell their employees to work from home and there won't be any problem in terms of technology because that's six year we're allowed to do things that they can't do. Sometimes on Zoom, you know, you have those meetings on Zoom and your camera is not good enough or you're having this fuzzy or buzzy looking. All that technology, that 6G network will be able to change all this. And the acceleration, now you can make the correlation whether this COVID-19 was man-made or not man-made to be able to bring the 6G forward and so on. The point is, they are they need the 6G technology for companies to advance. The way that work, companies are working out, the way that everybody's doing business now, they need a reliable connectivity in that sense. It's mind-blowing when you think about all this. So we're looking at the way of living. And the main thing that people have been talking about is the cameras. I've seen so many more cameras installed over the last two years since the COVID came in than I've seen before. Now, apparently, Great Britain is the world's largest and the most sophisticated physical body state, including tens of millions of closed CCTV covering every inch of space indoor and outdoor it's not surprising you are talking about the outdoor cameras and now we are talking also about people inside their own camera inside as well or just outside their houses mm. can ne- ne- easily act by the system and see what you were about is and yes as you said it's not surprising but can you imagine when the six sheet technology come into place in 2030 we are looking at a controlled complete state in that sense control your whereabouts where you're going and with the also advanced technology 6g which will bring driverless cars as mm-hmm. well in that sense and all those driverless cars equipped with the latest technology which you mean that basically everybody will know your whereabouts. now this this ideology of of removing petrol and diesel car by 2030 is very very interesting very interesting what do you think is interesting well from seeing it's all tied in isn't it to do with climate change and everything else also to do with driverless cars and all the technology it's all tied in absolutely absolutely the next one that i want to mention is this one artificial intelligence Artificial intelligence is at the forefront of everything. And artificial intelligence need that technology to be able to advance. Now, last week we spoke about the Club of Rome. And we spoke about a specific agenda, which was to create an aggregation of 10 world region, which is really based on one of those 2030. Now, 6G is detrimental to the club of rome secret agenda to transition the world into 10 region because we're talking about bringing everything into mm. one in the sense and that's talking about this connectivity between yeah. the region mm. which is trend you know detrimental for the advance we're in 2021 here and so far we know that beside the european union and the north american union there's other blockers for me. We looked into the last week, which is African Union, South American, Community of National Arab Lakes, Eastern European Union, and Asian blocks. Now, when those blocks are fully formed and 6G are in place, in terms of communication and connectivity, 
he will change the way the world is in that sense. It's quite interesting that you say Tower of Babel all spoke one language. Absolutely. Mm. And again, that's what we're looking at. Mm. This this really Tower of Babel, when they want to bring into one, they want to unify the whole world into one in that sense. And Sikji is a very at the forefront of all of this. Right now, the main focus for people here is to get everyone vaccinated. Because if everyone is in the same, that's expression, they sing in the same shit, is it? Sing from the same song shit. Yeah, sing from the same song shit, then it's easy to be able to bring everything forward. And it's a very interesting that now what you are seeing at the moment is many people really forcing, and as we spoke at the beginning, pushing people now to take on a vaccine. So you've got leaders mentioning You've got entertainers, um, celebrities, you know, releasing videos telling about the good of the vaccine. And then when they found out that the minority, ethnic minority were reticent to take it, then they brought the minority, ethnic minority at the forefront to basically tell them the vaccine. Then you have the church leaders. We mentioned that at the beginning uh, of our show, which now pushing the congregation to take on a vaccine in that sense. And then a few days ago, we heard the queen mention it. And the word was very strong. She said those who are not taking the vaccine are selfish because they're thinking only about themselves. So there's a real thing about pushing people to embrace the vaccine in a certain way. And as you mentioned it about the mRNA and then we're talking about the DNA vaccine, which eventually, I truly believe, there will be the only vaccine available when it comes to COVID-19 and any other sort of disease. You won't see those vaccines that were done traditionally before they would begin to disappear and to allow this new type of vaccine to be uh, to be pushed on people in essence. And there are ways to push people beside video, entertainment, media, and so on. There's another thing that they're working on at the moment, which is the passports or the COVID passport, they call it, or whatever you call it, you know, the health passports, passports, you know. And right now, they are working into the idea to use this passport for people that are traveling from country to country. But eventually, there are discussion also to use this passport to be used for venues like theaters, and, and pubs and restaurants and so on. And eventually, if we're not careful, they will use this passport to be used everywhere. As a matter of fact, some employers are putting into the new rule and regulation that in order to work in that place, you need to be vaccinated. And we've heard also that some of our listeners here have been confronted are basically bullied and pushed to take the vaccine in essence. Now, this is very important. And I know that I never said anything. I let people talk about it. But this is very important. I hear this message. going to read this. This One of our listeners says this. Textbook, political advice to morally cause people to do things. Making a moral ju- argument is probably the most insidious form of control. The queen is not above politics when push comes to shove, absolutely. And she 
and a lot of listening states, I imagine it would be the Chinese that would be instrumental in setting setting on the brick and network in Africa. Very interesting mm-hmm. point here. That is a very interesting point. Very interesting point well, here. The thing is, it's interesting because they're already on 6G. Absolutely. So. And they're, they're pretty much going there at the moment. Yeah, they're already there. Yeah. So when we're looking at this, eventually, we're looking at people because now to take, to adopt a new system. And eventually, and I'm going to be honest with you, you know, based on the information I'm getting from the type of vaccine is, you know, you mentioned about this fluorescent thing that people can see or where those nanotech, some of the, the remnant of this nanotechnology is and, and the fact it is, it is not in my way, another way to have this control, complete control of people eventually. Well, when you listen to lots of doctors, um, and you know doctors who are are really against the tech against the the vaccines the mrna ones um there's lots of different arguments that are brought but what you know one of them or a few of them that i've listened to is just in terms of the nanotechnology they're just saying it's it's because it's a foreign body it's it's very much foreign you know anything that is foreign to the body will begin to attack um so what we're going to have is we're going to have autoimmune disease rising it's, and the thing is people if you don't understand about autoimmune disease it's just you know look at things like Parkinson's um, look at all MS um, but also just look at allergies just look at anything that can affect and attack the nervous system um, food can do that so this is why some people get allergies and they get adverse responses to foods or to even their environment so people will start getting adverse res- res- responses but also think of the nanoparticles as they, they're in the body, how they're going to respond to things like EMFs, so 6G. How are they going to respond to that? Well, the thing is interesting you said that because, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't know much about this this this, this technology, but uh, there is a connection and a, a correlation between the 6G technology and this nanotechnology as well. Mm-hmm. And again, it's about, how this nanotechnology is powered and they communicate in yeah. between and, and i think this is why when i was looking and, and i was getting this revelation on this distinction why is that why they actually released in this section in 2030 because everything that they are putting in place need to be powered by right. the sixty technology mm. you know whether it is a new vaccine or whether it is a mm. smart grid a, 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 a electric cars or driverless cars or your internet connections your cameras mm. Um, everything, you know, how you work, where you work, how you, you know, everything is connected. Your your digital currency mm. and, and whole lead it to the point that they just need more power. Mm. They need a different type of network. Mm. And it reminds me a lot about here, you know, where we in this country, when I read the history, moving from the Victorian era to the, the, the next era. And even now, this is why, for example, those who, get a trend to go to work you got this delay trend they always say signal failure signal failure signal failure it's because the system is old yeah it's a victorian system that needed to be changed Mm. in that sense and it's the same thing that we are experiencing now we are now moving from a whole system to a new system that will be powered by a 6G technology. You know, they're talking about 6G it could be 7, 8 as in the next 10, 15 years depending how long this thing goes on but what I'm trying to say is that 
everything now that we are seeing, you know, I said, if you're nostalgic, I think you should keep it. <laughs> it goes yeah, to it, to it more. Doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, oh, yeah because to it, more, you mean you know everything. I mean, you're talking about your simple thing like your high end. You know, be electronically powered by a six G network te- communication device. I mean, it's 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 blind mowing. It's it's like we are now watching a sci fi movie, but there's an acceleration of that technology because of this 2030 agenda and how they want to position the world the way it needs to be positioned. But also, it's it's they're saying about positioning, but the thing that they're saying about 2030 is it's about sustainable development. Yeah. And it's one of the things that, you know, it's in the title itself, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, we cannot sustain the world the way that it is. Absolutely. With the number of people, with the energy that we use, with the mess that we're making, with the number of plastic bags and, and plastic in the seas, with all of these different things, we cannot sustain the world the way that we are living in it, you know, and, and it, we've made the mess, you know, but what they're saying now is we need to clean up the mess by any means necessary. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And when you actually look into, you know, the new new age agenda and yeah. the new world order, that is what it is. It's just whatever it takes. They will do whatever it takes to ensure that things can be sustained, the world can be sustained. So whether it means that we need to actually do- depopulate, whether it means that we need to change the technology and introduce new technology in order to do that, they're looking at the bigger picture. If you work for an organisation, you know, when redundancies and cuts are being made, they're not looking at you individually. They're looking at the figures, they're looking at the numbers, they're looking at what is necessary to be done in order Mm. for the company to stay afloat. And it's if you look at this, it's just like they're looking at the world as one big organisation and they have to organise it to ensure that it's sustained. And I said, and that's why I say to you, I get that. But in the midst of it, you actually have people, human beings, um, who are whose lives are being and livelihoods are being affected. Um, and you know, people can say, "But we made this." But some people individually, we didn't contribute to this. <laughs> you know, some people live quite healthy lives. You know, we we, we didn't compute contribute to this. Or some people they're very aware of of you know um, recycling and all of these things, and they're saying, "But we didn't contribute to this." But we are all part of the greater picture Mm. so in a way they're looking and say we all contributed to it so this is what we need to do and this is why the queen's saying if you don't do it you're selfish because you need to look at the overall picture you need to look at the bigger picture do you see and i can understand that but that's not the way our lord works is it no and 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 i think that really an interesting thing so looking back into this this agenda 2013 you know where as people of God, where are we positioning ourselves? Mm. You know, and, and that is the question that each one of us has to begin to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, where am I positioning myself for? Yeah. You know, we know that the ultimate goal, we here preparing for the nation, preparing the nation, I should put nations mm. with an S yeah. for the return of Christ yeah. because it's not one nation, it's all nations for That's the return right. of Christ. Whatever we are, you know, Whatever job we're doing, it's all about this preparation. And I think for us at Revelation Hour, we, we want to, to begin to look into this building a community within a community in that sense. Not necessarily for us, but also for the next generation until Jesus returns. And that is our preparation. Mm. That is how we prepare. We inform 
but also we physically begin to prepare you know because one of the things that holy spirit told me is that this is here to stay you know until i come however you have a mandate i have called you for such a time as this and that's what i keep hearing you know we were born for such a time as this whether whether for some of us it's just to prepare our children for others to is to be actually involved in what's taking place but we are we're born for such a time as this and and we, we need to continue to to prepare the nations for the return of christ you know begin to carry on speaking the word you know inquire of the holy spirit sometimes it may be for some of us you know i'm thinking maybe for some of us it's time to think about maybe the holy spirit has spoken to us about moving to a different place a different job maybe or maybe going for promotion i don't know but you will know i was just about to say you will know when the holy spirit speaks to you you will know Mm. and that's really what we need to do so let's pray let's pray into this yeah Yeah. let's pray into this father we just thank you so much for your word we thank you that the entrances of your entrance of your word brings light and is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path father we thank you that for as we have spoken father that we've continued to get revelation upon revelation from you and you've spoken to our hearts and we just pray that as people have been listening that you've spoken to their hearts as well father i just i just feel to pray for boldness (laughs) for boldness for each and every single one of us to be like Daniel and to be like Caleb. Father, the, the land has been spied. You know, we know exactly. God, has, you've spoken to us about what we need to do. And I just pray for each and every single one of us that we will be bold and we be, we will be courageous and we will do what we have been called to do mm. for such a time as this. Yes, Lord. Father, we just pray that you will continue to have your way, that your will, your sovereign will be established in the places, in the countries, in the nations, Father. Let us do our part as your people. Yes, we have looked into all of these different things, Father, but we know, Father, that through your people, your will will truly be established. Let us stand for what is right. Let us stand for what is true. Let us stand, Father, for what is right in your sight, Father. Let us put on the armor. Let us stand. Let us stand. Let us stand. Father, we continue to give you thanks and praise for grace, that your grace is sufficient for each and every single one of us, Father, for your strength is truly made perfect in weakness. We know that when we are weak, that you are strong. So, Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise for every single person who is listening. Let us stand. Let us do that which you have called for us to do in such a time as this. Father, we give you thanks and praise and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys, thank you again for joining us uh, Revelation Hour. We shall see you again next week, same place, same time. Ciao, guys. Bye-bye.